The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. You are listening to Habs and Minded, brought to you by Habs Eyes on the Prize.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Absent Minded from Near Earth Orbit somewhere over Dublin today and a coronavirus free podcast. We have wiped down everything before we started this. You should be safe and uh, welcome to the pod from a new country, Anton. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It feels like every other pod I'm in a new country, but um, yeah, I've landed in Dublin now. So uh, let's hope that I uh, remain healthy and that nothing bad happens. Indeed, and as we are recording this, news from NHL might be coming through that uh, the season has been suspended. SHL just released a couple of hours ago that the they've suspended the playoffs. The last game of the season, of the regular season, will go on today in front of a, an empty arena. And uh, it will be interesting to see. They've also... Um, done something that I didn't expect. The quarterfinals will be played best out of five if they can get on the schedule as they think in two weeks' time. Normally, it's best out of seven, and and they cut two games off, maybe even more, depending on how the series go. But it also opens up a little bit for more surprises. This is a way that um, NHL can go down uh, with as well um, if they get the... Uh, season on track after the what we expect and everyone expects hold up of the season yeah the sports world is in a mess right now uh the nba obviously got shut down um indefinitely last night uh we have the norwegian uh football league has been postponed uh we have obviously all italian sports is postponed for a month or cancelled for a month um i'm expecting the nhl to come up with something similar to the NBA and I can imagine that they come with a solution um, that is basically that we stop the season the regular season right now and just hopefully can get through with the playoffs later on and of course the later it gets uh, the fewer games you will have to play in each round. Indeed and uh, let's be honest we're talking about the sports world but the world in general is in a mess right now and we have to acknowledge that and hopefully everyone that listens will have their family and friends uh, taken care of in a very good way and and in in, uh, most circumstances uh, governments are really trying to rev up their um, their performance in in, in this case it's it's a tough situation and uh, yeah, I'm. I'm actually waiting for my job to to um, be be on hold as well, as I'm a teacher, and uh, the schools in Denmark and Norway and Lithuania has been closed. So I'm expecting Sweden to follow suit maybe tomorrow afternoon when it's Friday, and uh, the school week is out. It makes for maybe an easier break in that case. But back to sports, if 
the regular seasons uh, in NHL is cancelled. We don't know what will happen. Um, Montreal will pick number eight in the draft. Uh, it's with, with quite a bit of certainty. I think it's 80% chance to pick number eight and then 20% to move up in the draft. And let's be honest, I'm not, well, I hope for it. I don't think it will happen. So in that bracket between six and 10, uh, there are a few really interesting guys. So six and 11, I actually realize here. Um, there are a few really interesting guys. Um, you hope that a certain someone might fall to number eight. I don't think it will, but but you can make your argument anyway, Anton. Yeah, exactly. I, I well, I mean, I, I have to say that first that obviously there is no certainty in draft order. We know that every year. Um, obviously, we all hockey fans we read mock drafts after mock draft after mock draft, and we think that there is a certainty behind these things but every GM every team scouts differently and they fall in love with different traits last year during the halfway season mark it felt like it was almost a lock that the third best player in the draft uh, would was Vasily Podkolzin um, obviously he didn't end up going third because the closer we got to the draft uh, the more teams uh, started focusing on his flaws and he ended up going 10th, as we know, to the Vancouver Canucks. Um, and we saw a player like Moritz Seider, who had been playing in the German DEL during the season and done very well there and performed admirably as well during the World, uh, during the, uh, world Championships. Um, rise to number six, where he got picked by Steve Eiserman and the Red Wings. Um, there will be players that rise and fall uh, if we consider how they are uh, put up in mock drafts right now. And one player that I think could actually fall is Marco Rossi uh, from the OHL. Yeah, and you have to remember with Cider as well, it sort of opened up a um, bonanza for defenders. Every defender that was scheduled in the top 20 was suddenly going off the board. And, and obviously Montreal seems to have benefited from that with Cole Caulfield being picked at 15 but but yeah it's 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 an interesting thing and there will be changes obviously um and and Marco Rossi is an interesting prospect he's uh, done very well in the OHL obviously he he leads the the uh, competition in scoring and uh, yeah I, I still think he will go a little bit higher but but I've been wrong before and I will be wrong more times than not probably in in hockey world uh, when it comes to the drafts because i always pick the wrong guy to to uh, pick and and uh, i think the last one i got right for montreal in the top three uh, in the first round was uh, sergachev and we didn't hold on to him very long though anyways uh, looking at that um if you look at the list there there is one name we can sort of um uh, take out because I really don't think uh, Yaroslav Askarov will, will be picked by Montreal with the kind of goalies they have. I stand by the fact that I think that one team might trade down and let another team uh, pick Askarov around the 10th spot. I don't see him go earlier than that, but, but he will be one of those players that one team might actually go in 
and trade up to to be able to get hold of. Uh, but but as number six is is uh, called Perfetti, and and um, the more I read and see this guy, the more I like him. Yeah, Cole Perfetti is obviously a great, uh, great player, a very talented player. Um, I just want to get back to my reasoning for Marco Rossi potentially dropping is because obviously we all have Alexis Lafreniere going first overall. Um, there is a lot of debate who will go second overall, but most mock drafts um, and most uh, analysts have either Quinton Byfield or Tim Stutzle going second overall with the other one falling to three. And then I think that a team will draft Lucas Raymond in the top five. I also think that there is a possibility with the Ottawa Senators having two potentially very high draft picks. If the season ended today, it would potentially be two top three picks. And if you have that possibility, I think that there is a chance that they will use one of those picks on Yaroslav Askarov. Even if it's a little bit high to draft the goalie, potentially third, fourth, fifth overall, they have two top five picks and they can use one of them to pick what is said to be the best goalie prospect in maybe a decade. I also think that there will be at least one team that wants to draft a defenseman. And this is not... There is not that much... uh, That many high upside defensemen who are slotted in in the top 10. Basically, it's Jamie Drysdale. And then you have a lot of players coming during the teens. And I think that potentially you could have a team before Montreal take Jamie Drysdale. And then all of a sudden, we get down to these players like Cole Perfetti, Marco Rossi, Alexander Holtz, and others, where Montreal are scheduled to pick. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing, especially when you mention uh, the Senators going early and maybe picking one or, or trading down even a few spots in order to to get Askarov and and maybe get another uh, player in that regard. But yeah, that's that's it's something I haven't considered and it's worth thinking about. I'm just thinking, you know, uh, Perfetti. If if Montreal can pick him, um, he might actually be an upgrade of Nick Suzuki. That's how good I think he is. Um, he's an equal great goal scorer and playmaker. He always finds space. Uh, he's always at the right place. And he has a great understanding on how to create offense uh, with timing and, and use that space to his benefit and his teammates' benefits. It's, it's, he is a smarter version of Nick Suzuki. And we all know and love Nick Suzuki at the moment in, in a sure we will continue to do that for quite a long time in Montreal and and this you know if you can get another player like that it's great yeah I, I still think though I mean we have to remember that it's potentially if, if, if we look uh, at where, where Montreal is today pick number eight uh, pick number eight even how much we praise one of these guys uh, like Perfetti like Rossi like Alexander Holtz or someone else it still rarely turns into an elite player, no matter the talent that there is, um, that there is, you know, because obviously there is a big difference between scoring in the OHL and scoring on an NHL level. So even if Cole Perfetti looks like a slam dunk, dunk talent, there is a reason why he's not up there 
with Alexis Lafreniere com- and in that consideration for the first overall pick or the second overall pick. Yeah, but you, you see Nick Suzuki went 15, right? So you can 13. Argue, 13, yeah. But he went in the teens anyway, and he's looking like a, you know, might not be the superstar, but he will definitely be a star if he, if you don't say that he already is one. But I think you, he, he is, like, Perfetti's probably in that bracket a little bit higher than Suzuki was. We could not really have predicted um, Suzuki's uh, race or rise through, uh, through the... Uh, ranks and and especially he he was essentially at the start everyone thought that this was the player we got for Pacioretty but in the end we got a lot more than Nick Suzuki we got someone we'll we'll probably talk about at the end of the pod uh, Matthias Norlander but we also got uh, Thomas Lachar so so it's turned into a very very good trade for Mark Bergevin I think what would they're not coming out as stars and I agree with you there but I also think that they need more time to become stars, but they can yep. still become stars. Naturally, they can become stars, but it's still so much of a projection drafting 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds. Um, so you have to look two or three or four or five years down the future and see what you can get then. Because obviously, you are drafting on traits. Either you are drafting, like last year, eighth overall was Philip Roberg where the Edmonton Oilers decided to draft on traits. The fact that he has the skills to become a high upside offensive mobile defenseman. The year before, uh, Chicago Blackhawks drafted Adam Boakvist, another Swedish mobile offensive defenseman, eighth overall, because of a potential, potentially high upside as well. Um, the year before that, the Buffalo Sabres drafted Casey Middlestadt, um, eighth overall uh the year before that we had was it alexander nylander yeah i think it was yeah yeah it was it was 2016 and obviously we all thought that alexander nylander was going to be a great player and he hasn't he has yet to turn out obviously he's still young and a lot can change but but i don't think that if we look at those four players we see that you I mean, it's it's a development that takes a few years, and we are all surprised on how fast it's gone for Suzuki, but that is because of the work that he has put in after the draft process as well. We see players like David Pasternak fall in, dra- fall in the draft and get picked up later, and they turn into great steals. But obviously, if more uh, scouts had seen that before the draft process, they wouldn't have fallen until for Suzuki number 13 or Pasternak number 26. Uh, but it's because of the work that they have put in as senior players after they get drafted, right? Yeah, but also depending on which kind of coach they, they get. And uh, actually, this is just in. Uh, NHL has paused in 2019-20 season uh, in order to make sure that everyone can handle the coronavirus the best way possible. Just so we are sure, this just happened right now. Well, all right. Um, does it say anything about when they... It's just paused indefinitely, or does it say anything when they will try to pick it up again? Let me read here. In light of the ongoing uh, developments resulting from the coronavirus and after consulting with medical experts and convening on a conference call with the Board of Governors, the National Hockey League announced today that it will pause the 2019-20 season. 
beginning with tonight's games. So the game tonight is cancelled as well. Uh, and, and it says as well, our goal is to resume play as soon as it it is appropriate and prudent so that we will be able to complete the season and award the Stanley Cup. Until then, we thank NHL fans for your patience and hope you stay healthy. Indeed. All right. Well, it's, 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 it's something that was expected and I think NHL does the right thing. They could maybe have jumped on this a little bit earlier, but in the end, the right decision was made. Yeah. Looking back into the draft order, I'm I'm still high on Perfetti, yep. and uh, yep. and uh, I think there are pros and cons, obviously, with all these, and um, we are a little bit surprised with with the fact that I'm not very high on Alexander Holtz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What 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 do you find uh, so uh, so not interesting with Alexander Holtz? No, I think he is a he's a good talent. Uh, he puts the work in. But I also think, and, and maybe it's because I watched Diaz Ilunen for too long or, or some of the other guys, but I don't think he's skating. is up at that level that it needs to be. Obviously, neither was Kotkaniemi, and, and Kotkaniemi has suffered a little and bit. And neither was Suzuki as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, Holtz is, is one of those guys that, you know, I, I don't see um, having that skating uh, qualities that I would hope for someone being picked this high uh, to be. Uh, but I also think that his numbers are a little bit inflated. If we compare him with Lucas Raymond, who has not had a chance to play in Freland a lot, uh, but but uh, Holtz has been put in order to succeed, and I really like Coach Olson of Ugold, and I'm not going to argue that either. I think he's been very smart with this young player. He's put a experienced center next to him, made sure that he can focus on what he's good at. He's played him on the power play. He's played him in the first line. And obviously, he's scored quite a few goals for a rookie in the SHL. But I also think his number are inflated a little bit when you look at that. That's my personal opinion. And sure. I think I, I think he will go around this spot. I'm not... I really do. But I also think that's the understanding that I have of, of this kid Obviously, he's a kid, and obviously, as I mentioned before, I've been wrong before, so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take it in strides. But for me, his skating is not that elite as I would like to see as him being taken as a, as, at that spot. He has been amazing in under-16s. He's been amazing in under-18s. So, and, and he was really good in the under-20s as well. Let's be, face that. So, so, yeah, I see him being picked here. I'm not sure I would. But I'm not the GM of, of, of an NHL club either. No, but we have to remember that something that uh, the Montreal scouting department has valued highly the last few years is mobility and good skating. Um, it is almost like since Trevor Timmons obviously got the um, possibility to not draft for size anymore, but draft the best player available and try to speed the team up. Um, just high, have higher velocity on skates, um, they have really gone for players who are fast and who are possible to play the kind of game that um, Claude Julien and his coaching staff wants to put together now. Um, and if you say that you think that Alexander Holt's skating is uh, one of his... Weaknesses. Yeah, weaknesses, exactly. Then I can imagine that Bergevin and Timmons and the scouting department are not feeling that highly for Alexander Holtz. But he is a good sniper. He really is. I'm not going to 
argue against that at all. Um, going down, the, the next name on my list is, is, is probably one that I would take as number two in this group, and it's uh, Anton Lundell, the Swedish, uh, the, the Finnish, sorry, every Finnish person lo- listening, I wish he was Swedish, uh, but the, the, the Finnish center out of HoyFK, if I remember correctly, right yeah, now, and, and exactly. he's been really, really good uh, this year. He's played in Liga, he's a smart player in, in a way he is a Kotkaniemi number two. Yeah, he put up great numbers for an 18-year-old. He put up great numbers as a 17-year-old last year as well uh, in the Liga. Um, Lindell is an interesting prospect because I think that he's not really elite at anything, but he produces at every level. I mean, he's just good at everything. He's a so jack he, of all trades, or, or exactly. maybe, or maybe a king of all trades. Not an ace, but yeah. he's a king of all yeah. trades. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, obviously, if you look at other high-end prospects, you can fall in love with the trades, right? Uh, with Anton Lundell, it's just consistency, and that he's consistently good. I really and like that the fact that, that he has played make... center as well. He, yeah, he, yeah, like Kotkaniemi, mean his first year in league, I played on the wing. Lundell yeah. has played center his whole time, and yeah. that is incredible. It is. It is for such a young player. We have to remember that he's one of the older uh, prospects in the draft. I mean, he turned 18 in October, I think, uh, October to uh, October 2019. Um, so he's not. He is. He could have been eligible if he was one month older. He would have been eligible for last year's draft. But there are more prospects, high-end prospects, who are the same age as him so that's not a knock on him it's just something that's worth putting out there indeed and and he has a, that little bit of size to him as well he he's 185 in in centimeters or in meters uh 180 1.85 meters i don't know what that is what is that like 62 in in yeah i think 62 yeah yeah and 83 kilos so so yeah he and let's be honest as well OEFK is famous to be the big bad boys in, in Finnish hockey. So, you know, it's it's a good thing maybe uh, for him. He likes to slow the game down. This is this is this is my thing. More by design than, than skill. He just likes it's it's like he slows the game down because he has the puck and he, he wants to know what he can do with it. It's very difficult to get a puck off him, so it's not not a problem in my case. But if you look at the players that Montreal has drafted, it's speed, 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 and and maybe that is what makes uh, Timmins and and Bergevin not look at this fin. But on the other hand, I wouldn't be surprised if they pick a fin. They picked a couple of fins more or less in every draft nowadays, and and they've had success, obviously. So so why not go for a Finnish center again? Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. And I think that even if this season hasn't gone according to plan, I feel like if Montreal ends up with the 7th, 8th, ninth pick, well, probably 8th or ninth pick, um, considering how the draft lottery goes, um, I think that you're still in a position with this big bank that you have of talent coming through the ranks uh, with uh, one of the best prospect pools in the NHL, I think you're in a position to really go for the BPA, the best player available on your board. Because there is not really a need 
in the prospect pool that you would have to address. Last year, Montreal took, obviously, Cole Caulfield in the first round and then just loaded up on, on left-handed defensemen. The year before, they loaded up on centermen. And those were the two weaknesses in the prospect pool and in the team. Uh, so this year, I feel like if you are in love with Anton Lundell, if you are in love with Cole Perfetti or Marco Rossi or whoever falls to number eight or nine, take that player. Unless it's Askarov. It would be strange, especially as <laughs> Caden Primo is improving and really coming to his uh, coming to his own here in North America, like in the AHL now. It would be strange to just go for another goaltender. Uh, in your prospect pool, a high-end goal contender. I couldn't imagine that Montreal would do that. But then again, they picked Carey Price fifth overall when when they already had an elite goaltender. Um, so who knows what Bergevin and Timmons are thinking. If they fall in love with Askarov, who knows? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But on the other hand, um, Dawson Mercer? Yeah, Dawson Mercer. I feel like he's a bit lower on my list uh, if we compare him to the others that we have spoken to. I would say that he's a guy that I would expect to go between 11 and 15. All right. And and how do you judge that? Or where, what do you judge that on? Just lower elite talent. I think that Dawson Mercer is more of a middle six, middle six guy um, in your forward group. I don't see that... Uh, high-end potential, but then again, who could have seen the high-end potential on, on, on potential on Nick Suzuki? So, um, Dawson Mercer, I would, especially in this forward-heavy draft, I would consider him to be slightly lower on my board than than all of these other high-end uh, prospects. But he is a good player. He he switched teams, didn't he, to uh, Chikotimi? Yeah. And he has continued to produce there with uh, not as good numbers, but still on a point per game, uh, point per game, uh, yeah, point per game. Uh, what do you say? Average. Yeah, point per game average. Exactly. Thank you for the English lesson. Um, <laughs> and so, so he's a good player, absolutely. But I just feel like at eighth overall in this um, draft that is supposed to be one of the best in many years, I think that you can get higher-end talent than Dawson Mercer. So you feel that the next tier of, of, of draft picks is after Anton Lundell, if you look at those and, and what those other guys that we mentioned before? I would say that... All right, so if we consider just quickly, we have obviously Lafreniere, we have Byfield, we have Stutzle, we have Raymond, and I would still say Askarov uh, as a top eight talent, even if he's not maybe the primary goal for Montreal. And then I would say Jamie Drysdale, uh, Cole Perfetti, Marco Rossi, Anton Lundell. And they, there we have nine players. And I would say those nine are my top nine in the draft, and I think most other people's as well. Uh, you add a hold somewhere in there, maybe more yeah, than... maybe Yeah, holds maybe number 10. Maybe move Askarov down, depending on where you yeah. put in halts. That's that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's also drafting for need because if you really want a, a goalie, you're gonna go in there and you're gonna draft that goalie early. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. But but not every team will look at a goalie at their position in the draft, especially not in the top ten. But 
it's, it's one of those discussions that's been going on on Twitter, especially after the World Juniors and before the World Juniors as well, where will Askarov go in the draft? And, and can yep. you draft a goalkeeper that high? And, and obviously with the Russian factor, how long will he stay in SKA, etc., etc. But we've also seen the the Russian goalies coming into New York Rangers and and making a case for themselves that they develop very, very well in Russia and they're, they're ready to take the jump into NHL more or less directly. And it's benefited New York Rangers to a certain degree. And unfortunately for us here in Sweden, it's it's also been a little bit of a decline for the king. Yeah, obviously. But but it's still, I mean, Chesterkin was drafted in what, the fourth round? Yeah. Uh, and he's 24 years old. So it's a long-term prospect, really. Um, so so really, I mean, drafting, uh, obviously drafting a goalkeeper in the first round, there, there are a lot of scouts who are big naysayers to drafting a goalkeeper in the first round because you can't really know what to expect three or four years down the road. Indeed. And, but, and we're just going to go over because... The Moto game has just started, and uh, yep. Matthias Norlinder has made a, a crazy comeback into to the game. Um, he, he's got four points in three games, two goals, two assists. Uh, he sorted out the equalizer in Tuesday's game away to Björklöven, so Moto won in the overtime. He played third most minutes of all skaters in both teams uh, in that game, and that's a kid... A 19-year-old kid who's just come back from a concussion. And, and yeah, this is impressive. Did, did you even think this would happen? No. No, I thought he would be basically done for the season. Um, I wouldn't expect him to come back with such a bang uh, after being away for six weeks. Um, it, would, it would have been totally okay if he played just average for the rest of the season it would still have been an impressive season for matthias norlander but coming back like this and being a pillar for moto in their search for an shell spot it's really impressive and out of the ordinary in one case also you have to you have to consider this and because there was a question to me on on twitter is he the best defender offensive defender outside the nhl at the moment and he's not let's be honest with that he's no. not no he's not and <laughs> uh, there, there are so many great defenders let's be honest with that uh in in sweden as an example uh lundqvist is there and and he he is a tremendous asset for lulio that will look to to win their championship this year uh, and and it's yeah it's 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 interesting to see and he is a level below that but on the other hand Sometimes he, you, you could probably pay him, play him as a, as a forward, and he would, he wouldn't make a mess out of things. He, he, he would really benefit the team as a forward too. Um, and actually, when the team, the, the longer the game went on, and the teams got a power play, Norlinder was the only defender on the second power play unit. And and it's it's crazy to think about it, but he has made such a return, and he's got that confidence. I've heard rumors that he has broken every speed record in Modo history right now. Wow. And, wow. and that says a lot with the Sedins, uh, with Zuccarello, uh, uh, Forsberg, Naslund, you know, you can, and, and Hedman, of course, you know, but, but he's there. He's up there and he's being talked about in those levels. Um, the commentary in the game was it's not a question of 
if he becomes an NHLer, it's a question about when. And and this is one of the most interesting dynamic players uh, on the junior side in Sweden right now. Uh, he is a Montreal Canadian, and and you can continue to follow him on on Ham Size on the Price, uh, which is the site that we record this podcast for. Uh, thank you, Anton. It's been an enlightened podcast. Uh, I hope you stay safe over in in Dublin, and the rest of your listeners stay safe. Listen to what the healthcare providers say. Um, if you get the flu, drink a lot. Make sure you rest. Tea, honey, anything that just gives you a little bit of energy, and make sure you ride out this in the best way possible. And make sure you stay away from Justin Trudeau because apparently his uh, family has been uh, infected as well. Yeah, and I saw the Norwegian uh, king and queen has also been set in quarantine just now. So yeah, it's it's going down. But for yeah. most for most of us, it will be a little bit worse than the flu. Hopefully, it stays that and doesn't mutate or doesn't create any problems. Please be careful and and not only be about yourself. Remember that. There are other people around that might have problems with their lungs, etc., etc. Show kindness, show awareness, wash your hands. And our prayers to everyone who has been affected by this. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.